from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louis Butko. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Thursday, September the 15th, 2022. How are we already at the halfway point of September? Nice question I've been asking myself all day, but we've made it here and we're halfway through the month and uh, we're more than halfway through the week as the Thai Cats getting set for Saturday's game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And as a reminder, it is Hall of Fame weekend down here at Tim Hortons Field. So uh, we'll be bringing you special Ticats Audio Network coverage uh, from the ceremony on Friday. Uh, and again, of course, the game itself, 4 o'clock kickoff here. And it is a South Plaza Saturday. As come on down before the game, uh, lots of stuff going on in the South Plaza before the game, uh, including an autograph session with featured alumni, including our alumnus of honor, Mike Filer, who will be making his return to Tim Hortons Field. So uh, hopefully you'll be joining us on Saturday. Ticats.ca is where you can get your tickets. Coming up on today's show, we'll be joined by the Hamilton Spectator, Steve Milton. Get his thoughts on the team as they get set for... uh, a tough game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers this weekend. Uh, we'll also hear from Coach O as we normally do, and uh, we'll hear from Cam Kelly as well as we caught up with him after practice today. So all that coming up here on Tie Cats today. Uh, we appreciate you checking us out here on the Tie Cats Audio Network, and make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode of this show or any of the other great shows we have for you, including a brand new episode. Of Morielli and Hitch, yeah, episode twenty nine now available, uh, and you can uh, check it out. And they got they got some stories from uh, they were our alumni of Distun- distinction last week, uh, and Morielli and Hitch are back, so you can catch that episode wherever you found this one on the Tie Cats Audio Network. Just a little bit of news and notes, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we'll be focusing on this later on this week, probably tomorrow, uh, when we're joined by Assistant GM Spencer Zimmerman. Uh, but the uh, each team in the league has released ten names off their negotiation list, and uh, you can check those out by going to cfl.ca or ticats.ca. But uh, we'll get more into that uh, later on this week, probably tomorrow, uh, when Spencer Zimmerman, assistant GM, likely joins the show here on Ticats Day. In the meantime, let's hear from the head coach and president of football operations. That's Rolando Steinauer. Had a chance to catch up with him after practice today. Uh, Here's what he had to say. Uh, There'll be a few changes uh, we're anticipating. We're still waiting to see how people... Uh, feel after practice today there was a feel out period for a couple of players and so we'll go from there but i i would anticipate uh at least a couple of changes to our lineup yeah that's a that's a good question uh wes uh just it, him and and don are different uh as is erlington they're they're all different backs and bring what they bring to the table and you know sometimes you shuffle the lineup um according to the opponent and sometimes you shuffle it to shuffle it and uh, so uh, that's kind of where we're at. You know, th- I, I find that most teams are all physical up front, and this, this football team's no different. And so, you know, we're not afraid to line up with, with Don or Erlington, uh, despite any of the fronts across the league. Uh, sometimes it's just a changeup. Well, they just, besides being talented and executing at a high level, um, and I would say it's, it's been timely for them. Yeah. You know, they just, they've, They've won all different ways, you know. In my opinion, they've come from behind. They've done it at home. They've done it on the road. Uh, they responded from a loss, and they're champions. So that then you add on top of that the mental perspective, and I just think they have a strong belief. Everybody kind of knows uh, their expectations, and they kind of got it rolling right now. So, you know, the challenges are the same ones that everybody that's faced them. 
I would just say there should be no level of comfort regardless if you're up or you're down. We've kind of experienced that uh, throughout this season. We've been up, we've been down, and come back. And so, you know, that's why it's, it's really about the play that's in front of you and what we refer to as the next play. You can't worry about too far down the road past that play because you can't control it. The only controllable factor is the next play in front of you. So, you know, addressing those type of things are what the facts are, but it has no bearing on the next play during the football game. Uh, I think it's been a bit of a roller coaster for sure for Dane. Uh, you know, he's made he's made some decent plays. He's made some plays that uh, you know I'm sure he wish had never happened. Slash, we wish had never happened. But that's all brought us to this point right now. Uh, coming up, you know, Saturday at four o'clock. So uh, I've, I would just say it's been up and down for him. Um, would you like to see more consistency from him? Absolutely. That's that's. Uh, that's anybody who's playing quarterback. You, you, you desire consistency, 100%. I just remember the first, the first mini camp. Uh, we were doing those at the time, and it was just quarterbacks and receivers when we had acquired them in Toronto. And, you know, you played against it. You saw the corner ball. You saw how we threw it. And that was the first time up close and personal where you got to see him throw multiple ones in practice. And I'll be damned if they didn't look just like the game. And it's just so consistent, you know, and he throws just a, an enormously catchable ball. And I think the other thing that kind of goes unnoticed is early in his career, he did run with it a little bit. You know, he's never a run first guy, but he was very effective in the shovel game and, you know, quarterback draws and those type of things. And I think the other thing that goes unnoticed uh, with him is he's tough. He took a lot of hits and uh, he reminded me a lot of Danny Mack when I spent time around him, meaning, uh, he always took the blame when, when we didn't uh, do well and uh, never took the praise when everybody knew that he was the huge reason why we won. So uh, congratulations, Ricky. You know, it's awesome. I'm, I'm excited for him. And that is the head coach and president of football operations of the Ticats, Orlando Steinauer, as we caught up with him after practice day. And just uh, on that last answer there, if you weren't able to pick it up on it from context, he was talking about Ricky Ray. Uh, and uh, who will be going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. And uh, Milty and I were talking about this. Steve Milton's going to be joining me in a second. Uh, we're talking about this not on the air, uh, but a lot of connections to the 2012 Grey Cup champion, and I don't even want to say it, Toronto Argonauts, but Mike, Mike O'Shea was a coach on that team. Orlando Steinauer was a coach on that team. Ricky Ray was the starting quarterback. And uh, a, a young Zach Caleros uh, was the backup uh, for the Argos at the time. So lots of connections from that 2012 team, uh, part of this weekend. But uh, that's what we love about the CFL is all the connections. And it's a small league, and we love it. Uh, but just a kind of a cool uh, quartet of guys that uh, played a huge role. Chris Van Zyl on that team as well. So uh, just interesting little tidbits. Uh, Ten years ago that that Grey Cup was, the 100th Grey Cup, uh, as we get set for uh, the the big one. In a couple of years when the Ticats uh, get to host again, which we're very much looking forward to here at the uh, Hamilton Ticats organization. All right, uh, let's hear from uh, some more post-practice sound. I had a chance to catch up with Cam Kelly after practice today, and uh, here's what he had to say about getting set for the Blue Bombers. I mean, we're excited for this week. You know, whoever we would have to play coming out of the bye week, you know, we'd be ready to get back at it. But, you know, with them having a good record and, you know, them just being one of the top teams in the league right now, you know, we're we're excited to definitely be able to play them. Jovan's my guy, you know, that's my roommate when we travel, um, you know, so we talk a lot. We're on the same page about a lot of stuff. Uh, 
we we hold each other accountable, you know, but he brings uh, energy and a fire to the game that, you know, that our team needs. You know, I feel like he's, uh, we have a, a lot of heartbeats on defense and he's definitely one of them. Just trying to learn as much as possible, you know, try and be a sponge. Um, just try and ask a lot of questions, you know, based off of what they see, you know, because the field's so big, everybody's going to see a bunch of different things, you know. So once I hear their perspective on how they see stuff, you know, it just helps me learn how to play stuff. I mean, that's something that we harp on from day one of training camp. You know, the ball is the issue. That's what we're trying to get after. Um, so, you know, if we could help out the team by scoring some points or, you know, just creating takeaways to get the ball back to our offense with, you know, some good field position, that's something that we're, we, you know, we work on every day in practice. We harp on it in meetings and, you know, we're trying to make sure it translates into the game. Um, you know, they, they run the ball well. Zach is very opportunistic. You know, he is very mobile, like we talked about. Um, you know, their O-line is good. They got receivers. You know, we just got to come out and we got to play our game. We got to make sure that we, you know, just do what we do, play tie cap ball and just make sure that we stay focused and play for four quarters. And that is linebacker Cam Kelly as we caught up with him after practice today. All right, for more on Saturday's game, I had a chance to catch up with Steve Milton as we waited for the uh, players to come down uh, after practice today. And uh, we started our conversation. Uh, I started off the conversation by asking Milty uh, about, you know, he's, he has seen some bad teams here. It's, don't get it wrong. But 3-9, and nine, the, this 3-9 and nine Ticats aren't a bad team, are they, Milty? No, I mean, if, if they... You know, finish four wins, five wins, or something. It probably of of the time that I've been with the team, it's probably among the best of those. You know, which is of course like being like being the wettest desert. <laughs> so we talked about it with Coach, and I mean, he's so quick to say injuries are a part of the game. But you and I were talking about this watching today. I mean, you look at this injured list and the guys who are on it and the roles that they play. Not making excuses for this group, but yeah. No, I mean, the excuse is there if they want to take it, and, and, and teams that take excuses don't tend to win. I mean, Toronto's had a pretty hefty, uh, you know, big star type of thing. It was a little more expected in Toronto's case than I think that, than it has been in Hamilton's. I don't think anybody expected Addison to go down again, uh, you know, and, and let's not forget Lawrence Woods uh, and what that's done to the return game, uh, which was very, you know, it was a threat to score a touchdown every time they had the ball. That's a big part of it when your offense isn't going very well. And his his gunner on the on the coverage. and a gunner on the coverage and any you know, gunners other potential gunners like Turnowski uh, and 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 a, and a few other guys that's been very very harmful uh, that way having to always adjust the offensive line uh, with Chris Van Zyl much of the year that's been very frustrating for him personally I would assume yeah we we were just talking about this uh, Derek Taylor just tweeted it out. Ticats, this will be the eighth different offensive line combination that the Ticats will be. Yeah, in. and I've seen more, yeah. uh, and in recent years too. But but uh, the, one of the things that that when they looked like they were showing signs was was when they had sort of the offense together, the offensive line together uh, for a while. But they've had to make adjustments just to, and I gathered from what uh, Orlando's been saying this week that some of this was uh, both on the line, and I think uh, uh, at running back is just to shake things up besides a specific opponent and I get that you've got to sort of do something and I'd like to see a couple of other adjustments they've got to make a better adjustments at halftime there's no doubt about that 
So the ride, the Blue Bombers are 12-1. and one. They're two-time defending Grey Cup champions. They're being led by someone who will likely be in the MOP conversation for the second year in a row. Why should Ticats fans think they the team has a chance this weekend, Milty? Well, because they play the games, uh, and that's the only reason at this point in time. If you're betting on this thing, you're, uh, especially with a little, fairly low point spread, I think, uh, given that, well, it's at home, right? So uh, that, that's worth a few points. But uh, things happen, you know, and the Bombers have shown some weakness at points, but then it just, that was a pretty emphatic win over Saskatchewan, uh, particularly given that they've been, you know, kind of winning in, in funny ways. But it was emphatic, that win, and, and they know when to be emphatic. And uh, you're right about Zach Caleros. Um, as long as they've got him, it's a 60-minute game. And one thing I know about the Tiger Cats this year is they do not play a 60-minute game. Uh, there's just no way around that. They do not. I mean, they didn't score in the last how many minutes of the last game? 43 minutes. Yeah. 43 minutes after, they didn't score a point. Yeah. interception. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Uh, Stanley Bryant, too. I mean, we talked about Zach being able to stay upright. We talked about this earlier that... It looked at a point that Zach was one hit away from never playing again. Yeah. Right? And he, what did he need? He needed uh, offensive lineman of the year like Stanley Bryant to keep him upright. How, how difficult of a task is this for the Ticats defense to try and put some pressure on, on number five? It's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, it, it is going to be tough because they got to keep him between the tackles. Uh, and they, they get a decent – you know, they, they get a pretty decent running game. It's not the same as when they had Harris, but they've got a decent running game when it's on. But you can stop it, and this is a good team at stopping it. The problem, I mean, when you look at they were 80% of their conversions on second downs uh, last game, and I think they're close to 60% overall. When you compare that to the Ticats, were 30% last game and somewhere around 42% overall. And part of that is because of first down. You know, they, they, I mean, you got Zach Caleros can make something out of nothing on second down, but he's also had a lot of uh, shorter, like advantageous second and five or better or shorter uh, to, to work with. And you can't give him that, not with the tools he's got. And you remember he's been doing, I mean, Ellingson's been out since, what, second week in August or something like this. And, and, and uh, the, the manner in which they've responded um, yeah, they, they've got to they've got to to keep that in check because I don't know that they can score thirty points, so they can't allow thirty. Yeah, you know they they just really can't. Dalton's shown one of those guys who stepped up as well. And um, I, how big of a game is this for for Dane Evans? Do you think massive? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you know he needs to you know he needs to have some positive affirmation. Uh, you can't just be looking at certain plays. You got to be looking at the whole thing. Or Rolando's talked about his consistency, and Dane would be the first guy. I mean, one thing Dane is is honest about where he's at, and uh, he was pretty honest about the last game that he saw action in, and almost brutally honest, uh, almost over honest on it. And and uh, but you know, I appreciate that as both a human being and as a journalist. And and uh, but it, it's pretty important. He's got to get rid of that ball quickly. He needs some help. I think that's why Wes Hills is in there to to, to give him a little more. Protection. He's a little bigger than some of the other guys. Allows them to go with a two-back set. They can. They're going to try. Obviously, um, you know they don't show you everything in practice, but they're going to try. Obviously, all of those things that that counter the hard rush. Uh, this is a, what you want to do. Is because uh, I, I don't know if Brandon Alexander is going to be back playing um, all-star safety, but uh, but if he is or isn't, it's his. First, it'll be his first game. Uh, they've got uh, somebody starting at cornerback for the first time they've had other people that are inexperienced back there but it hasn't made as much difference 
uh, to the Bombers because, A, they're well coached, but, B, because of the pressure they get from the front six, uh, um, the two tight linebackers and, and, and the front four. Uh, if you can get him a little time, if you get uh, uh, Dane uh, um, a little bit of time, you might be able to probe that secondary a little bit because uh, Hamilton downfield deep has not been good. And maybe we're giving them a, too much of a pass, but there's been some drops by these receivers this season at key points i I go back to the the one yeah i think it was tim white right at the the five yard line in the labor day classic i mean that that is a huge momentum swing in this key points that's exactly the types of things i've talked talked about that we you and i have talked about and dunbar's had a couple and uh um every i think almost everybody's had one or two in there and that's what uh, was a really uh kind of one of those points i that that somebody was making. I, uh, well, I think it was Braylon Addison yeah, early yeah, in the year where he yeah. said, you know, you, you, you think it's okay if you only make one, but if 24 guys rotate, making the make a mistake, you know, like yeah. it's one of them or two of them or three of them in those games are going to be the ones that turn the thing around. That should be a good one. Melty, thanks for doing this. Okay. Okay, Louis. My thanks to Steve Milton for joining me today. My thanks to you as well, because you know what? We could not do the show without your support, so we very much appreciate it. Uh, keep your ears open as a brand new episode of Speaking with the Enemy should be dropping shortly as I get to catch up with Derek Taylor, play-by-play voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So make sure to subscribe to the Cats Audio Network so you never miss that show or this show or any of the other amazing shows. Uh, we, we love putting out for you here on the Cats. Audio Network. Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength from now until October 13th. Purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes. Available at participating Active Green and Ross Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. All right, that'll do it for us today. We'll wrap up the week on a brand new episode tomorrow. Same time, same place here on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis Butko. Hoping you have a great day. Podcast today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at tiecats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at tiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiecats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.